0: Welcome to Cocktails and Capital, the working on your business podcast that feels more like grabbing a drink with your best friend. I'm your host, Sarah Tatum, that best friend. I'm the owner of Tatum Accounting, where we invite our clients to take a vacation from their bookkeeping. In this podcast, I'm going to give it to you straight. Talking points and vague tips, we don't do that here. There's a bunch of noise out there in the entrepreneur community, especially when it relates to finances. And when you're trying to run your business, you just don't have time for that. And I know that you would rather be doing literally anything other than recording expenses and logging into your accounting software. So I'm bringing you practical advice without any of the fluff, just like your best friend would. So turn the volume up, grab your gin and tonic, and let's dive into this week's theme. Hello, welcome to episode 34 of Cocktails and Capital. Today, we're going to be talking about a question that I got a lot during tax season, and it's still, you know, on the front of everybody's minds, especially as we onboard new clients for bookkeeping and um, kind of discuss tax planning for next year, which is only six months away. Um, but it's mileage. We're going to talk about mileage. So the mileage deduction is huge. It's at the forefront of people's minds right now, uh, especially with gas prices being so high they may have you know pulled back a little but it's it's just the world we live in now gas prices are high and they're going to continue to pretty much stay where they are or go up so the mileage deduction is a pretty big factor for a lot of people so we're just going to kind of talk about what is the mileage deduction um how you calculate it there's two different methods we'll go through each one what kind of documentation that you might need for your mileage and how long you're supposed to keep it, if there's any limitations. We're gonna go through all of the details, all of the things. So if you're interested in listening about mileage, keep on listening. So mileage deduction is available for pretty much anybody with limitations. So you can take a mileage reimbursement if you're classified as an S corporation or a partnership, but the true mileage deduction is going to be on a Schedule C filer. So that's going to be probably the majority of the people listening to this. This is gonna be our sole proprietorships, our single member LLCs um, who have not made that S corporation election. And when you think about a Schedule C, if you're not sure what form you file for your taxes, If you do your regular tax return, your regular 1040, and there's a Schedule C attached to it when you're claiming your business profit and loss, you're gonna be a Schedule C filer. So when you look at your Schedule C, you'll notice in the expenses section, there is an auto and truck section. That auto and truck section actually pulls from when you do a tax per turn as a tax preparer, we have a full screen dedicated just to the mileage deduction. So essentially what it does is we have to put in your vehicle information. We have to put in that you do have a written mileage log. And if you don't, we have to explain why. Um, and then we have to put in the actual amount of miles. Um, and we have to put in any actual expenses that you, Incurred, so your gas, your oil changes, your tire replacements, and so on and so forth. So it's a little bit more involved when you're a Schedule C filer versus those others, which we're not going to get into, but those involve accountable plans, and that's an entirely different podcast episode. So we'll get into that another time. But Schedule C auto deduction this is your mileage. So first thing we wanna look at is, are you eligible to deduct those mileage expenses? And it's going to depend on the types of trips that you're taking. So if you have your home, and say you're not working from home like I do, say you have a, a space that you rent out or a building that you own and you have space in that building, your commute from your home to your place of business, your place of work, that's not going to be deductible. We can't track that mileage and claim it on our tax return because in the whole scheme of things, it's pretty much like going to work for somebody else. You would drive from your home to corporate or to that office, and that is also not deductible as a regular employee. Now, employees don't have deductions right now because of Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Again, different podcast episode, but just to put it in perspective, it's essentially treating you as having a commute and commuting miles and personal miles are not going to be deductible. Caveat on that is that you do have to track those miles regardless, and we'll get into that in a little bit. What you can deduct is things like going to go visit clients. So if you, again, have a place of business that you work out of and you have to go visit a client across town because you're an insurance salesperson or something like that, you gotta go visit their place of business to see what the value of it is for a quote that's going to be deductible if you are a candle maker or some other sort of vendor who sells at markets um, those miles from place of business and or home to the market that you're going to be vending at those are going to be deductible if you are picking up bulk supplies from a supplier instead of having them shipped to you to avoid shipping costs also deductible there are a few things um, that are not going to be deductible it sounds silly but I have had people ask if you go get yourself lunch in the middle of the day is that mileage deductible no it's not Um, if you go meet a client to have lunch and discuss their business their policies uh, if they could be a good supplier for your company, if you could be a good supplier for their company, then we're getting into deductible territory. Now there's two different methods for actually deducting your mileage. The first one is going to be the standard mileage deduction. And then the second one is going to be the actual expense method, the standard mileage method. You are literally just tracking your miles from here to there. Every time you get in your car, whether it's a personal trip or it's a business trip, you're gonna be tracking your miles. The reason that we want to track our miles, personal commute and business is because we have to determine the business use percentage of that vehicle and that's going to go off of the amount of miles that you drive for business versus the amount of miles that you drive for personal. So say that you put 10,000 miles on your car throughout the year doing business, grocery store trips, personal miles. You took a trip to Florida, whatever you got going on. Of those 10,000 miles, 6,000 of them are going to be business miles. 4,000 of them going to be personal miles. You have a 60% business use vehicle. Same thing if it's 6,000 business miles, 2,000 commute, 2,000 personal, 60% business vehicle. So what that means is that those 6,000 miles are going to be multiplied by the standard mileage rate. Now the standard mileage rate for 2023 is 65.5 cents per mile. This is actually like pretty high compared to what it was a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, we were sitting at about 56 to 58 cents. So we've had a 5 cent increase. It is due to inflation and increasing gas miles, um, increasing gas costs, not miles. Um, but it is projected to stay here for the next couple of years, um, maybe have a 5, a 0.5 cent increase, um, but it's probably not going to get much higher than 65.5 for a while. But, with 6,000 miles being driven on your vehicle, uh, 65.5 cents times 6,000 is going to give you a $3,930 deduction on your tax return. That's pretty large. If we take into account the cost of gas, the cost of depreciation on your vehicle, um, cost of registration, it helps you to offset the cost of maintaining that vehicle for business use. Um, while also still using it for personal uh, trips as well. So obviously, the higher the percentage of business use is, the more deduction you'll get based on the standard mileage rate. But it's kind of the one that requires the least amount of record keeping. You don't have to keep your gas yes receipts. You don't have to keep your registration receipts. We don't have to um, try to figure out how much of your registration is personal versus business and things like that. The second method is the actual expense method so this is where we're going to have to track all of the expenses that we have for our vehicle so this is going to be your gas receipts your oil changes your repairs new tires um, registration costs personal property tax costs and so on and so forth again this is going to be added all up together and it's going to be multiplied by that percentage of business use so if you have a low percentage of business use vehicle your deduction on these actual expenses is going to be pretty low. If you're spending $60 in gas, but you're only having a 20% business use vehicle, you're gonna get a pretty low deduction on that. So what we try to do is take a look at both. We look at each option for you and see what's going to give you the better deduction. The problem with the mileage deduction is that once you use a specific method for your vehicle, you are generally stuck with that method for the life of that vehicle. So if we're in year one of your business and your deduction turns out pretty low because your mileage is low and your actual expenses are low, what we have to do is look forward. We have to look a couple of years into the future and see how the business is going to grow. What's your business plan? Are you going to end up making more trips? Are you going to go out of state? Are you going to stay local? Is gas going to increase in price again? Um, And we have to just kind of play around with the numbers and see what is going to give you a better deduction in years forward versus just this year. So in your first year of business, if you haven't used your vehicle that much, or it's like, you've only had the business since October and now it's January and we're filing. And so the use is really pretty low. We have to take into account future years. So you might have a smaller deduction in your first year of business or your second year of business, but over time it will pay off a little bit more. The other thing um, with the actual expense method is there's this thing called depreciation on your vehicle. Depreciation is determined on, again, business use percentage. We have to have the value of the car at purchase. We have to have knowledge of any um, increases in value that you might have done if you've done any add-ons to the vehicle, like aftermarket things. Depreciation, again, whole other topic, Um, but you do have to have at least 50% of uh, business use attributed to your vehicle in order to claim that depreciation using the actual expense method. So we've got the standard method, we've got the actual expense method. Now there's a couple of different documentation requirements for your mileage deduction support. So like I said, we wanna keep track of both items, right? Um, Even if you've done the standard mileage deduction in the past, like I said, it's generally that you're stuck with it. But if it turns out that you're spending an absurd amount of money on gas or having huge repairs done. The vehicle constantly needs repairs year after year. We can always file a specific form to ask the IRS to approve a change in method. Um, And it has to be really worth it. It is a lot of work. It's a paper file um, information return. And then your return itself has to be paper filed. So it's, it's a little bit of a process, but if it really ends up being worth it for your business, It will behoove you to track all of your expenses for business. So when we talk about the standard mileage deduction, really the only thing that we need is a mileage log. You can keep this on paper. You can use an app. Um, We really like Mile IQ here or Stride. Those are the two that I generally recommend to anybody who asks. Um, Those will both give you a report at the end of the year. You can do it in PDF. You can do it in Excel. And you can just export that straight to your tax preparer um, and they will love you. They will love you forever. (laughs) Uh, Inside those apps, you can also select whether it's a business trip, a commute or a personal trip. So uh, that's super helpful. What you wanna include in your log, um, and these apps do have these prompts for you, is the date of the trip. What day did you do this? Uh, Your mileage starting, your mileage ending, your purpose of the trip, And that's really about it. But those are three very important things that you want to maintain on that record. So if you are ever audited, you have backup, you have this reasonable documentation that substantiates all of these deductions. With the actual expense method, we need to track everything, like I said before. So what I would suggest doing if you have an accounting software, Uh, that you use like quickbooks or wave take pictures of all your receipts upload them straight to your accounting software and attach them to every single one of those vehicle expenses so your gas your repairs your um, registration your insurance everything parking all of it put it right into quickbooks um, and leave that substantiation inside of that file or have a google drive account Put it all into google drive make a folder just for vehicle expenses year over year keep all those receipts right there generally we want to keep all of our documentation for irs uh, filings for at least three years um, anything after five or seven years it's totally up to your personal discretion but we can we can generally let those records go after that amount of time but you definitely want to keep these for at minimum three years The other thing that that business use percentage does is if you are in a state like I am, Virginia, with personal property tax, the business use percentage of your vehicle based on your tax return will um, transfer straight over to your personal property tax bill. So if your business use is high, you will no longer have personal property tax. You have business personal property tax, and then you are no longer Uh, qualified for any personal property property tax exemptions on your vehicle. What does that mean? So I have a $60,000 truck and the personal property tax bill that I got in December for my truck was $1,800. If my truck was designated on my tax return as a business use vehicle, my bill would have been more like $3,500 without the personal property tax exemption. So that kind of puts that into perspective there a little bit. You may get a higher deduction on your tax return um, for your mileage and your business use. But then it might hit you somewhere else on a personal property tax level. So there's a lot to think about here. And again, it translates onto other parts of your return. Personal property tax is deductible as an itemized deduction. But once it's a business vehicle, it only goes into the uh, business deduction of your mileage and your auto and truck expenses. So, again, we have to look into the future and see how all these things play out. So this is definitely something that if you're considering using a vehicle for your business or you're considering tracking your mileage, you want to talk to a tax preparer. You want to talk to somebody who knows about deductions and mileage in order to determine the best plan for you. And what kind of protects you from all of these taxes that just come kind of out of nowhere half the time, right? Now, a couple of limitations that I want to talk about, just as a reminder, personal trips are not going to be deductible. It's only going to be business-related mileage. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I go to Florida quite a bit. Um, and I do drive down there. Uh, my parents are down there. They are a client. Uh, I do see them. We do have, you know, dinners and everything. We talk about business but those are not deductible miles, even though I drive quite a few of them to get down there. Um, It's not going to be a deductible trip because the majority of that trip is business, Uh, I'm sorry. The majority of that trip is personal, um, of personal nature and not business related. So we don't deduct any of that. I don't track any of it. Um, It's kind of a sticky audit situation and I don't wanna get caught in that. So uh, we just let all those expenses roll onto the personal side of things. So personal trips, not going to be deductible. Um, If you are driving down to a conference though, say, so we live in um, Suffolk right outside of Norfolk, Virginia. And if there's a conference up in Richmond um, and I was driving to that conference and I'm just going to Richmond to do that conference, I can track those miles. I can deduct them. um, Totally fine. The last thing that I want to go over real quick is what do you do if you're leasing your vehicle? You can still write off your lease payments. Those are gonna be deductible as rent. Um, The thing with lease payments though, because you don't actually own that vehicle and there's a possibility of um, buying out the vehicle at the end of the um, lease term, is the IRS has something called the lease add back chart. And what it does is it takes the value of your lease, of the vehicle, um, and the amount of time that your lease is for, and it's gonna reduce the amount that you can write off year over year. Um, so, there it is a deductible item. You can't take your uh, mileage, you can't take your gas, you can't take your registration. There's no standard or actual expense method available for leased vehicles. It's just going to be deductible as rent and reduced based off of that um, lease add back chart. So, uh, it's unfortunate, but at least you can take the, the deduction on rent, right? So, that's really all that we have about mileage. Um, it's pretty short, it's pretty simple. Uh, there's two methods, like I said, standard and actual, um, a little bit of documentation requirement, and there's requirements on RN end too as the tax preparer to actually validate that documentation and validate that it does exist. Um, and so, I, it is definitely something that you wanna work hand in hand with your tax preparer or your CPA, enrolled agent, whatever, hand in hand with um, to make sure that you're getting the best deduction and that that deduction serves you well year over year going forward. So definitely talk to your people about that Um, and make sure your bookkeeping records are good. Make sure your mileage log is good. Use those apps because it's just so much handier than I could never remember to track it all on paper. But I also can't ever remember to use an app to track it, so <laughs> I'm not the best one. I don't take a mileage write-off, so it's it's fine. It is what it is. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope you learned something. If you did, please screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram, at Tatum Accounting. If you have any further questions, please feel free to DM me over there or send me an email, sarah at tatumaccounting.com. Stalk us on the internet. Uh, leave nice comments. Please don't leave mean ones. My heart can't handle it. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you guys soon. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and follow Tatum Accounting on Instagram. You can also do us a huge favor by leaving a review. It's the best way to support us. Let's catch up next week. Same time, same place.